Welcome to The Greatest Song You've Never Heard Podcast. My name is Chris Cochran. I'm here with my good friend, Phil Anderson. How are you doing today, Phil? Doing great. Happy 2021. It's around the corner. It's it close. It is around the corner. I'm projecting out that most of us are ready for 2020 to be over. Just because 2020 has been challenging. For those of us that we love, maybe, mm. you know, we look at the bright side of things, but mm. there are people that are being affected a little bit more uh, for one reason or another. And we, I would like to see them put a bow on it. 2020, move to 2021. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. 2021 will be... Well, anything would be better, right? <laughs> I think so. Well, the Cuban Missile Crisis was better. <laughs> That's being honest. Anyway, welcome to the Greatest Song You Never Heard podcast. Uh, we actually take songs that Phil and I dig into our extensive libraries uh, and find songs that we're like, how in the world am I the only person that knows this song? That doesn't mean you've never heard this song. It means the majority of people you know have never heard this song. Uh, and then we talk about why it's a cool song, what we love about it, and the best part is neither one of us actually knows what the other is bringing until that very moment when we listen to that song. So I haven't even looked at the lyrics yet uh, really? uh, for this song. Yeah, so uh, t- Phil, tell us a little bit more about what you got in store for us today. Okay, so the song coming up <clears throat> is, uh, and, and actually I misspoke when I said uh, yours is around the corner. It's already coming past. <laughs> I, I'm a little befuddled here. It's been a, a year already. Anyway, uh, driving down California Avenue in West Seattle, mm-hmm. listening to KXRX. Oh, yeah. The station with Robin and Maynard yep. and Marty Reamer. Uh, Marty Reamer's a very tall dude, too, by the way. Anyway, this song came on the radio. I'm like, who the hell is this? Really? I, and now back then, it was difficult to find this stuff out. So thank goodness KXRX 96.5 at the time would do a very good job of actually giving you information on what you just heard. And so I immediately purchased this artist's album. Tape? CD. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. You were ahead of the curve. Well, (laughs) This is like early 90s, so not that ahead of the curve. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> it was the early 90s, so it could have gone either way, right? That, that's very true. Uh, anyway, so I am not even going to waste any more time because last two weeks ago we had a very long episode and we're still trying to cut that back a bit. So here you go with this version of the greatest song you never There was a Joe He was leaning on her back door Couple chills With her eyes on a couple bills I was thinking They were waiting to Get your hands on some easy money Yeah So they flipped it down One said I'll take heads this time One step up, one step back One loose in the shoulder strap She couldn't speak Almost taste that easy money. Yes, there was an old black cat, and he was sitting in an old black Cadillac. And this Joe smelled sweet, so she curled up at her four brown feet. She said, I got a plan. Listen to Sam, how's it like I made some easy money? He said, Oh, yeah. You want me to do 
tell the boy, come up to the room and play with my toy. Jill said to bait, she wasn't gonna sit around and wait, but this guy got wise to the lie. He flies out the door without his money. There's person. so many things. So my first initial thought was, oh, it's Country Joe and the Fish, uh, which it's not. Um, because when he was first singing, it sounds like that. This is one of those songs that I would listen to and go, I don't like that song. So I understand why it wasn't a big, big hit. Uh, there's, this song seems like a song that fits part of what you like in music, the building. Because this started real slow and it built up yeah. along the way. Yeah, it did. And I didn't... I wouldn't say I disliked this song. I'm just not a big blues uh, fan. Uh, the song didn't really go anywhere and lasted um, two verses too long for me. Okay. And that's not a critique of the song. It's yeah. my personal. Um, but I, I, I'll be honest. You've stumped me on this one. I have no clue who this is. I'm going to assume the song was called Easy Money. No, it's called At a Quarter to Two. For real? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this guy is way like abstract in his Yeah, thinking. it's pretty obvious the song is called Easy Money. This is a song by a guy named Lowell George. Never heard of Lowell George. Lowell George was the lead singer for Little Feet for many years. Okay. And uh, he uh, was an interesting person. He indulged in life a lot. Mm-hmm. And he ended up becoming morbidly obese, really? even when he was on tour. He's the opposite of the blues traveler guy. A little bit, yeah. And uh, he uh, used to do, oh gosh, what are the, I'm not good with drug stuff, but it was cocaine and something, they call it a firebomb or something, I don't know. Anyway, he died from an overdose, cocaine overdose, hmm. in June of 1979. Ironically enough, about... Three weeks after I graduated from high school. Wow. And I had no idea who this guy was at that I meant wow on multiple levels I, right there. I, I got that. There was a, I, the inflection of the wow <laughs> was very easy for me to read. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so Little Feet is a band that I freaking love. Right. And I think most people have heard of Little Feet. I, I yeah. would say 
Uh, if you're not from that era, it'd be most people would be hard to name a Little Feet song, but sure. most of us have heard of them. Right, and so this was a this guy did a spinoff of, of you know his own solo work from Little Feet. Okay, and this album is a really good album, but this is the song that caught my attention. Hmm. Now, as, when we talk in music about you know like musicians, musicians will talk. Um, they're, they're looking for the pocket. Yeah. Okay. The pocket is where it, the song almost carries you through. Hmm. It, it's such, it's a sweet spot where everyone is in perfect sync. Everyone is on the same page. There's no fighting for this or that or turn me up, turn you down, all of that. It's all a, a very good space. This song feels like they're on a pocket hmm. because of the way it was just so easy to play. I liked it because... The, the building aspect of it. And I also really liked the uh, musicality of it. Mm-hmm. And just the, the slow, I mean, gosh, you get some songs and some songs can be very complicated how they start and the intro and all that stuff, right? We've played songs so far on this podcast. Some have had a really long ramp. Right. On right. ramp, right? This one is just, dun, 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 dun. I mean, yep. you could just see someone writing this song and when we had... Um, and being on drugs while they're doing it. And being on drugs while they're doing it, right? So it's interesting. When I talked, and, and hopefully we can get the whole Matty Wright interview, but two weeks ago when we played a little clip from that interview with uh, Matt Reidenauer, he actually, in the interview that it was not in this clip, said sometimes he writes a song just with the bass. Hmm. Just bass notes. Hmm. No, he doesn't know if it's minor, major, anything like that. Bass notes and then the the melody comes from that. Hmm. And so this is basically just a strumming. And then the song progresses, right? And it's a really weird story in this song. I'm not even sure I understand it. (laughs) But the cadence of the lyrics I, I find fascinating. I picked up the lyrics online and I went through it and said, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. I had to change all this stuff. Really? Yeah. And I'm still not sure on a couple of the lines because you kind of blurs it a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like your favorite Michael Bublé, Santa. Wow. Good song. I, I, I have a new appreciation for this song. One of the things that was hard for me is, um, being a fan of, of music for my lifetime. Um, I can typically pick out the, era in which a song was recorded i guessed late 70s was what i was thinking about in my head but i had a really hard time with it because the snare drum is not prominent enough there there are three things i listen to that i can typically tell what era songs from how the snare drum is produced how the toms are produced when they do a fill um if you listen to anything yes a fill uh if you listen to anything before 1975 typically they've detuned toms so if you think of the beginning of and this is for people listening if you think of the beginning of the song um something in the way she moves in the beatles right those are all detuned and so you're hearing these like thuddy low versions of those toms that you would never hear today and typically when you get into which is too bad yeah, I think it's too well, bad. Well, I think it's stylistic. You know, it's like yeah, when I you guess. hear these funky half-step chords within a like really jamming guitar, mm-hmm. it's like the grunge era. Right. I think it's just too stylistic. It sounds like it's from 75. Oh, but there's some bands that'll still do that these days. Right. Um, I, I didn't hear that. I, they were tuned properly. The snare wasn't as bright as the 80s, so I knew they hadn't crossed that threshold yet. Uh, they were close miking the lead singer, but it wasn't like 90s with close mics with no... Uh, filter. 
with no spit screen? Yes, yes. Uh, so I had a hard time, actually. I, my guess was late 70s, but I wasn't positive based on that. When I did that with KXRX and put them together, I guessed it, but it was a tough one to figure out. So. 1979. 1979. Lowell George, Easy Money. Wow. Well... Yeah. Definitely one of the greatest songs that nobody's ever heard. Not just you've never heard, but let's be honest. No one knows who Lowell George is, but fantastic for you, Phil, for finding Lowell and uh, uh, putting think, him in our ears. I do think there are people who know who Lowell George is, but they're probably Dead? big fans of Little Feet. Oh. Some may have passed, but yes, there are some people who know him, but he is a very obscure artist. But this song was just really good. Crazy side note, my first car was a 1974 Toyota Corona. And the paint job on it was so bad that me and my friends went to every single 7-Eleven that we possibly could and stole the entire stack of KXRX stickers and plastered my entire car with KXRX stickers. Funny side note, my first car was a 1971 Toyota Corolla. Well... I'm not even joking. (laughs) That's crazy. Well, that's the greatest song you never heard for this week, Phil. Tell people where they can find us on the greatest song never heard. If they're looking for on the interwebs for us. Yeah. So uh, on Facebook, the greatest song you never heard. Pretty easy. Uh, Our website is the greatest song you never heard dot com. And on Twitter, as I look it up again, because I can never have this stuff ready. It's the greatest song you never heard. But, you know, it is actually... <laughs> you got this. I believe in you, Phil. <laughs> I can't. There's I... a G. There it is. It's G-S-Y-N-H podcast. That's at G-S-Y-N podcast on Twitter. Thanks for that, Chris. You're welcome. I'm just we'll, here to help. We'll see you or we'll hear you or we'll be with you next time. Perfect. On the greatest song you never heard. <laughs>